This is exactly right. What's up, Baltimore? Yeah, there it is. There she is. I don't know. That scares me. <laughs> hey, we're at a bar and grill. What's up? Hi. <laughs> you guys are up in the We Are the Part of the Rhythm Nation Janet Jackson section. <laughs> That's rad. It's This is fucking MTV's The Grind, am oh, I right? Sure. Is this where they filmed it? Yeah, this is, uh, this is it. This is it. it. Oh, thank you thank so much. You. Whenever the bar is this close to the stage, it's always a fun show. So we're, we're excited. You're ex- Hi, this is my favorite murder. That's Karen. I'm Georgia. Hi. Let's get it out of the way. Thank you. All I'm right. a year older. Um, oh, yeah. It's I'm much wiser. Thank you. Someone already said it. Thank you. It's too late. Your moment's over. They already had it. We have a special bond. You're merely redundant. I'm so much wiser now. Wouldn't you say, Georgia? Oh, my God. On the way over here, on the, the drive here from D.C., I was like, Jesus, she's so much smarter and yeah. wiser. She just kept giving Vince and I marriage advice, and we were like, better when we got here. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We were about to divorce, and then Karen was like... Laid it down. Do, 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 do that. And we're like, all right. Do you want to see the thing that I was doing? Because uh, we had to travel on my actual birthday. So then when we got out of the car oh, yeah. in front of the hotel, we were in D.C. yesterday. I get out of the car and just for Georgia, I just went up to her and went, I'm 47. <laughs> That's as high as I can kick my leg. True. I had to kind of go back a little bit. <laughs> To get it up at all. I was waiting for you to fuck it. I once when I was like, I was like, kick, and my, and my, there was no room, and I fucking flew backwards and landed on my house. It was so embarrassing. And then when we got on the plane, I found Karen's seat, and I went over to you. I think the woman was sitting there next to you already, and I did a fucking habit. Like, yeah. I just... Do it. Do the full dance. Uh, my what? Do the, the full dance of what you did. Oh, okay. I just started going. While you sang. Hey. Did I say happy birthday? Happy fucking birthday. Yeah, that's right. Happy birthday. That's right. That's right. Well, the very, I, I, I'm positive she was a multimillionaire, um, middle-aged Asian woman that was sitting next to me. It was just like. And the whole time, I was just, sorry. And I just kept apologizing. Sorry. Passing uh, gifts across her. I mean, I had practiced that for months. So it was I really good. You, you could Thank tell. Thank you. You could tell that you had stretched and you had choreographed. I'm a good dancer. You're I, not afraid to bust one out in, on a plane. Oh my God, no. Because I look like a child going to rehab. Yes. On an airplane. You I did, have actually. No. Oh, thank you. 
I have no couth on a plane. Uh, let's see what else. What are we gonna? T- what else can we tell you let's about? See, you love guys? your hotel room. Oh, uh, you love your hotel room. Just with that. <laughs> what? like you're just listing off things we've what done. Else? We walked oh. down that hallway, <laughs> went ahead and got in the elevator. That was good. Oh, look, we walked we walk these out. Did you see? Is that you? Oh Is that my you? God. Oh. <laughs> just she just someone who it. also had a mug was like, me too. I love mugs. <laughs> no, this had... one says fuck politeness on the yeah. front of it. Isn't so that uh, this we got these ex- gifts backstage, and as you l- know, we love presents from people. This is from Anne Margaret Ceramics. Anne Margaret, the actress, here. also makes ceramics. I don't, she doesn't want to come forward. She's like, I'm, this is embarrassing. She's like, I'm I'm sorry, I had an affair with Paul Newman. I can't be out in public right now. I am Anne Margaret. <laughs> Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret, Elvis's old girlfriend. Uh huh. Oh, well, you know everything. I didn't mean to not fight not, with me in Baltimore. I was like, do not start a fight that at was the Rams legitimate. head in Baltimore. That was legitimate. <laughs> you know everything. It was more like, you know everything. Not well, like, do it you that way well, then. you know everything. <laughs> you have to put your hands way up high if you mean it positively. I didn't shave yeah. my armpits. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. So, Baltimore, you guys have a fucking ton of murders. You guys. You guys. There's that applause for murder that, that, that the bartenders are like, what the fuck like, is wrong what? with these fucking people? They're going to their church group tomorrow all pissed. <laughs> I actually told Georgia two in the car on the way oh, yeah. over that I'm not doing because I was like, I'm not doing these, but I have to tell you really yeah. fast because this is fucking insane. <laughs> One of them I wanted to do, even though I'm almost positive it's a lie and probably like a creepy pasta, but it's yeah. so good that I was like, maybe I'll just do it anyway and not say anything. <laughs> just add shit to it. Yeah, just pass Whenever it along. It was essentially the plot of Dexter, but, yeah. but here in Baltimore. <laughs> so it was like, if, if Dexter came onto the wire. <laughs> and there was one article about it. Yeah. It was like, there, here it is. One reporter caught it. Yeah. And then the other one was horrifying, too. Yeah. That was fun. And then I told you one that I didn't do, too. Yes, that's right. We just, you guys had so many. We were like, and they all were so horrifying. And we it were makes like, it sound like it was the longest Uber ride ever. It really wasn't that far. We had time to tell kinds of stories. We did. And we haven't found a White Castle yet, but we found an Arby's, and that was a mistake today. <laughs> So, Vince likes thanks, Arby's. Vince. Yeah. <laughs> he was driving, so it was his pick. He was. Um, oh, can everyone give it up for Steven right now? Steven! Thank you. He's not here. He's not here. Sorry. We're yeah. not trying to trick you. He's going to listen to this tonight, like yeah. after the show. He listens to every show. It's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he was watching my cats. Which is so great. And he sends me all these photos and like videos and I can, you know how you know your cat's expressions and like what it means? And mm-hmm. I was like, yep. they are so annoyed with him. <laughs> he doesn't know it, but he was just like, Mimi, 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 Mimi. And, and she was just like, 
<laughs> no, like, can you fucking leave me alone? And so I was like worried that my dad, who like doesn't like cats, is staying there the rest of the weekend. And then I'm like, oh, they're gonna be so glad that this guy just leaves them alone the yeah. whole weekend. So I mean, win-win. What if we go back and Stephen just has an eye patch and he doesn't really say anything about it? I'm like, no, I like it like this. I don't. I didn't even like my right eye. It's fine. Mimi was right. You can have an eye patch and a mustache. <laughs> you can. I guess you can. Yeah, you have to have a, a mustache with an eye patch. Yeah, and then you get a poet shirt and you're a pirate and everything's fucking rad. Yes, it's get all it. cool. Yeah. Should we sit down? No, no. You don't decide. <laughs> um, you have to show everybody your dress. Oh, yeah. God, I always forget this. What's it called again? Sophisticated something. <laughs> The, we checked the tag on, in her dress last night. Because I was and like, it's, it's called something funny. The Sophisticated Miss. Yeah. Is the brand of that dress. That's what the commercial does. <laughs> Yay! Sophisticated Miss! This season, the Sophisticated Miss is going to talk about murders. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's the perfect dress. Thank you. And per then you. Oh, this whole thing? <laughs> um. Now that I'm one year older, I like to wear things that are shapeless and odd. I actually, this was truly the dress that I like went into a store and I was like, uh, and then ran away and put it on. I was like, man, this is not doing me any favors, but whatever, we have to go on the road. But I was going to buy a dress at Nordstrom's the day before we left, purely because it had pockets. Like that's the only reason I wanted to buy it. But I was looking at it and it had, it was like black, but it had like this weird high neck. It was almost like a mock turtleneck dress. Like a Puritan. flap over the side. And I was like, I will look like an evil dentist if I wear this dress. <laughs> I can't, why don't I get to have anything? However, pockets. Pockets. I went to a vintage shop today in your town, which is like my fucking thing when I get into town. I'm like, vintage shop in, in Yelp. And there was one not far, so we walked over. And I bought something only because I felt bad for the owner. For the store? <laughs> yeah, not for the store. It was fine, but it just wasn't my style. But the owner was like so, you know, the kind of like, this would look good on you. And you like pick up one thing and look at it. And they're like, you like 70s? And she was just like so earnest and yeah. like, and like meant it. So I bought like two things. I spend a lot of money yeah. all the time. Good. And I have a very full closet. <laughs> because you, cause you pity people. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. You're uh, like, Do you have anything for a sophisticated miss in here? <laughs> But I bought a new house dress, so we're all good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, good. It's fucking flowy as shit. Don't let me, don't let me catch you in I know. <laughs> um, let's see, what else, everybody? <laughs> That's been our show. <laughs> oh, someone brought me uh, happy birthday balloons last oh, night. Yeah. Um, yeah, none of you did. So. <laughs> They were on stage with us. Yeah, we brought them on stage, which the uh, Union Theater uh, stagehands did not like. Mm -mm. And they were just like, what if they get away? And they were just like, well. <laughs> and then when Vince brought out the um, birthday donut candle situation, yeah. uh, they were like, well, we'll follow you out with a fire extinguisher. It was one candle. <laughs> I'm not fucking making this up. Yeah. Fucking union pride, everybody. <laughs> we fucking break the union. Like, we're just, why are we talking shit on unions? Yeah, we really should have great. Be. Not at this, in this day and age. No. We should not be. No. Fuck out of unions. Um, I feel like there was one other thing, but I, then I don't know what it is, so I guess we should sit down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh.
Like this? Yeah, on it. <laughs> um, oh, I got a text today from you know the ACLU being like, oh, um, Tuesday California has this voter thing. Don't vote for this thing because it's shitty and it's like it's like fake. So the cops won't face any you know what is it called charges? Charges for anything. Don't but don't vote for it. And I, and I wrote back like okay. And then I wrote uh, fight the power. <laughs> And the guy wrote me back, and he's like, all right. And like had a little fit, like, thing of him, and I was like, fuck yeah. It's like a real person. <laughs> That's modern day activism. <laughs> Just email your passion around to strangers. Is this it's, your... it's going straight to the LAPD, and they're putting your name in a file. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who's trying to fight the power? Did you... Oh, this is my Rocky towel for when we're done. <laughs> I could wrap it around my neck. Throw it. <sighs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm 47. <laughs> Happy fucking birthday. That was it. Happy fucking birthday. Okay. This is what it's going to be like the whole time. I'm not yeah. sure if you know that Does or not. anyone... It doesn't. Yeah. Is anyone unsure of how this goes? If you are... So are we. <laughs> I feel like these poor people over here are like... They're on like a... Oh my God. You know what's weird? They paid $500 a seat over there. <laughs> Why would you do that? It's like a Universal Studios ride where you get put into I know. Are you guys yeah. cordoned off? Are those the punk rock people that just go fucking nuts? Oh, they're, they're just like... <laughs> let's, they sit, are. let's sit here and only tell them <laughs> the story. Wouldn't that be fun? Sorry. Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> Sorry, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> let's get it together another time. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, I'm trying not to look at this so I don't know who your murder, murder is, even though I know you don't care, but I care. Just don't look at it then. I'm trying. Well, I'm so nosy. There you go. Are Thank you going you. first? I think I'm first. You were first yesterday, right? Yes, that's right. right. That's right. Um, hi, you guys. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Fucking Baltimore. Jesus. Body I know, more. I know it's body more. And then I was like, that's so clumsy. And then I saw body more Murderland today. And I was like, yeah, that is better. Murderland? Yeah. I like it. It all came together for you? Yeah, it was like, when that's it. When you got it. the Murderland part? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is the killing spree of Joe Palazinski. Oh, yeah. Phew, you never know. Yeah. How everyone's gonna... You know this one? Did you see this one? I saw it a little bit. Oh, never but mind. But I do go into it. Okay. Don't be disappointed. <laughs> I'm gonna be an active listener. Okay. So... Joe Palazinski, born to... November, what? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> November 11th, 68. I have an eye patch now. Ow! <laughs> I literally pluck your eyebrow, eyeball. Or your eyebrow out. My eyebrow? You can take the eyeball, not the eyebrow. <laughs> You'll look weird without an eyebrow. Mm -hmm. So... I can always get an eyeball. <laughs> Back to the murder. Oh, the eyeball oh. killer guy was at our show last night. The, sorry, what'd you say? The eyeball, the eyeball killer. The policeman that solved the eyeball killer murder was at our show in D.C. last night. <laughs> and 
and he hated us. No, he <laughs> he was there to yell at us. I was so scared that like I was like, what did I say in that episode about the cops and the eyeball killer? And I was like, shit, why is he here? And then <laughs> I was scared. And then his like stepdaughter came, and I'm like, is he mad at me? <laughs> she was like, no, he loves you guys. And I was like, oh, we have cool. to go city by city and find out if people are mad at us. Yeah. That's, that's part of what the tour is. Yeah, is he here because he's angry? Yeah, or is he here because he's just standing in the lobby with his arms crossed? We, you know, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> All right, so Joe Pelzinski, total fucking dick, over a span of 13 years, he lured at least seven very young women, teens, into a fantasy relationship. Ugh, uh, I hate those. <laughs> It's not like a fantasy suite like in Bachelor. It's a really whole. It's, not. it's like a fantasy suite, but over a span of eight months, yeah. which is like, oh, can we just go get coffee? Uh, each discovered the truth of him and his dangerously controlling personality. His mom, of course, Pam, doted on him, treated him like royalty. What? The way you said, of course, Pam, was like you you work with Pam and you're oh. sick of her shit. Of course, Pam. You know Pam, how she is with oh. the files. Well, she's the same way with her son. <laughs> dotes on him. He's like a man-child. His dad commits suicide when he's younger, and his sister dies in a car accident. Mm. And he says at that point he's just stopped fucking caring about life. Done. Yeah. Uh, Amy was 15 when she met... His nickname was Joby? Ew. I know. Uh, so, I'm gonna call him Joe now. Okay. Okay? Because yeah. I don't want to say that word Good. anymore, and I don't no, fucking have to. Weird. I don't fucking want to. It's my fucking podcast, and yours. Um... Sorry, there's caffeine in here. <laughs> She's drinking liquid cocaine, everybody. It's fun. Um, 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 okay, she's 15. He's 18. He told her he has two personalities. Joe number one is... If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify.
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Calm and rational. Number two is angry and strange. You know when someone, it's like so goth to say, I'm I'm strange. (laughs) As he's putting on black lip liner. Yeah, we're like, I get it. Also, it's just a, it's a red flag if your boyfriend is like, there's two of me. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I have to go home. I'm so sorry. That's what 47 year olds say. That's right. 15 year olds are like, ooh. (laughs) Oh my God, there's, is there more? I'm going to fix you. Uh, we're making fun of it, but it's fucking true. That's right. So he kept guns under his bed and, and in his car. Okay. And once he held a knife to Amy's throat, beat her multiple times, including when instances when the police and other witnesses were like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? And he'd be like, no, we're fine. We're good. And, he, and they would let him walk away with this mm-hmm. woman. He was beating the shit out of child. Um, he, she suffered a lot of fucking contusions and lacerations, couldn't hear for months because out of one ear. He was very abusive. Um, he, she didn't want to press charges because she's 15 and yeah. that's your thing. Right. But her mom was like, oh, hell fucking no. You know what I mean? Because she's probably 47. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's the opposite of Pam. <laughs> doesn't stand for shit. Uh-uh. She works in human resources and she does not. Yeah. <laughs> Her mother later recalls, Amy's mother later recalls getting a phone call from Pam who's, who's like, and this is a pattern she comes up with, is begging not to press charges against her son. I'm so sorry, he's gonna get help. He just needs some da 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 and he's had a hard childhood. And Amy's mom is like, go fuck yourself, again. Um, and she said, You're gonna, he's gonna kill somebody someday. Ugh. Yeah. He pleads not- That's called foreshadowing, by the way. <laughs> if anybody's no, a, But he never writing. did. No, he never killed anyone. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is a story about somebody else? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, this is for my other podcast. <laughs> Uh, He pleads not guilty by reason of insanity. A psychiatrist found him competent to stand trial, and he's sentenced to four years in prison in Hagerstown. 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 It doesn't sound like anything when you do that. I know. Mm-hmm. We're a little hurt from last night in D.C. We got a, we had a lot of those names are hard, and we just like every name was different than how it yeah. was spelled, and it was like three times as <clears throat> as many as you, and they all were yelling the same yeah. thing. But this is intimate. Okay, <laughs> uh, he serves two years, including time for an attempted escape. Uh, he's getting counseling. He's described as having deliberately dangerous situations. F- fantasies uh, consistent with his identity that he thinks as like a Rambo hero he thinks he is. Uh, 
And when he would like have girls page him, he'd say like, or he'd page girls, he'd be like, you know it's me when I page you 007. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope he gets sued for that. Like, <laughs> sorry, that's copyright infringement. You're not allowed to. No. Uh, what year was this? So this is all around the early 90s. I wanted it to be now. He's <laughs> such a loser. He has a pager. Look, you can page me. Yeah. Just do a 007. Um, so when he's 22, he's released from jail in April 91. He no longer faces prosecution for beating another ex years before because the judge just dismissed the trial because he couldn't, it wasn't fair because he couldn't get a speedy trial because he was in prison that whole time. So they were like, well, you don't get a, you're not, you've been gone too long, so we're not going to charge you. For, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm it's not one, saying it right. It's one of our rights, speedy trials. Yeah, but oh, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. right, how we use it. Okay. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> He goes to date other teenagers, charms all of them. He's he's like he's hot in the like, you know, that type hot. 007 way. Yeah, he's hot in a. Well, we have a photo of him, but it, okay, we have a photo. Can we put up the? I think it's Noodles is the guy who's doing our. Oh. So that's him. Oh, can you see it? Is he on Knots Landing? That filter is amazing. Let's do. Can we do the next one? That's, that's the kind of filter I want to start using. Can we do the next one? <clears throat> Yeah, all right, so this is him. Oh shit, wait, check that down. Don't look at that. <laughs> is that Joby? Yeah. Joby, but it one, says, two, three, four, and five? It says what he did. And oh, I, okay. No, we haven't gotten there yet. Got it, got it. <laughs> I like him in a hat, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that guy, you know? That guy drives a Mustang, has muscles. Has a pager. Has a pager. Got it. Probably wears, like, you know, the denim washed, light washed jeans. Careful. Oh. <laughs> but in the 90s, so it's not ironic. Uh, charms the shit out of them, and then he goes, and then then he goes on to physically and sexually attack them for various infractions. He gave one girl a black eye and threatened her with with a razor blade because he found birth control pills in her bedroom and was like, "You can't fucking take these." Like super controlling, abusive, typical. And he's trying to get her pregnant. I don't, yeah, he's like, you can't, you know, he's just controlling in a way. Okay. And it's, wow. Yeah, it's, it's really, like, classic abusive. Classic Joby. <laughs> <laughs> so he attacks her at school and threatens to blow her brains out. But he also threatens multiple girls that he's going to kill their family and leave them alive to suffer. So he thinks that he can make a girlfriend come back to him or drop charges if she's terrified what would happen if he didn't. So just fucking intimidating these girls and their families. You know, the good kind of love. <laughs> um, assault and battery. Uh, let's see. Standoff in 92. That lasted 16 hours with the cops. And then... <laughs> what? Like he's just... So, you know, going around. He's just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know what the standoff was for? He got out of, like, jail again and then went and, like, assaulted a 16-year-old, 13-year-old girl. And I think they, like, came after him and then um, extradited him back here. Well, so, uh, oh, let's see here. He had a rifle and a Magnum handgun, and he played a Russian roulette, which everyone knows is the tough guy move. Like, that's the <laughs> toughest thing you can do. Mm -hmm. um, 
and he'd just constantly go to court after he would beat up a, a girl. And um, he got more and more afraid of returning to jail, and he started thinking that he would do whatever it took to force his victims to drop their charges. So he's getting desperate because he's getting close to, to having to spend a long time in jail. Um, and so he's 27 when he starts dating uh, Michelle, Michaela, who's 17. <laughs> It looks like Michelle. Michelle, who is seven, he's seven, she's 17, he's 27. He chokes her and slams her head against shower tiles on Christmas day in 95. <laughs> and um, let's see, he threatened to throw her off the balcony. So Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. He sent one of his girlfriend's father to the hospital because he was like, stop dating my 14-year-old daughter, you're 30. And he was like, I won't. And she was like, I won't stop dating him. He, get, he goes to the hospital with four broken ribs and a split lip requiring stitches when the father tried to intervene with the relationship. Um, and then he's diagnosed with schizophrenia, paranoid type, and concluded that he met the criteria of legal insanity at that point. So he's found not guilty on federal weapons charges after this whole ordeal. Because he, he pled insanity? Yeah. I don't oh. think he was schizophrenic at all. Like, from everything you read about him, he sounds like he was like tricking the system being like I'm crazy and like mm -hmm. all, like years and years of it although he did think he was James Bond <laughs> <laughs> all right so soon he has a new sports car he's out of prison a Mazda RX-7 and he's romancing a young woman he meets at where every good relationship starts at the checkout line at a super fresh <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Sometimes when people ask me how Vince and I met, I lie and tell them that's where it was. Yeah. I really want it to be that. You're not like, a... we were in line at Super Fresh and mm -hmm. I saw his pager and I was like, <laughs> I have to talk to this yeah. guy. And then when we went out and I saw his car he was driving, I was like, absolutely. Yes. We're dating. RX7? What is it? Yeah. Mazda. Jail 19 times? Hello? Yes. Get yeah, but then he'd here. say to the girls, like, N you know, I, yes, I was in prison, and yes, these things happened, but my ex-girlfriend, she she manipulated me. She lied about me, beating her up. She lied. She, I, I cheated on her, and so she got pissed at me and made all these, some, you know, and none of it was real. And the girls were all like, oh, my God, I'm going to help him. He's right. And, like, we fucking did everything for him. But they were all under 18. Uh, except Tracy Whitehead is 20, so that's who he meets in line. So Tracy is still fighting an addiction to heroin when she meets Joe, and she's also working to get her kid back, who um, she had fi at 15 and is staying with her parents while she's kicking heroin. Um, but before long, with Joe's charming help, she'd been drug-free for a year, and he would take them on outings and, uh, you know, just seemed like a good guy who, like, wanted to marry her, and they moved in together. Um, but sometimes he would split, he would spit on her, douse her. I'm sorry, can we pause for a second? Uh -huh. <laughs> so what, what occasion? <laughs> like, <laughs> would he wait till Christmas came around again, or? I mean, I gleek on Vince sometimes on accident, <laughs> not on purpose. I get excited when I tell stories and spit <laughs> stuff. Yeah, spittle. Yeah, but not like that. No, no, no. Spit on her, douse her soda, give her a black eye and a split lip. And once, when she had slipped back into drugs, he knocked her unconscious, which is a great tactic for getting someone off drugs. Yeah. Um, 
A few times he threatened that if she left him, he would kill her whole family, leave her alive to suffer. So she had just been promoted, like she's getting her life back together. She just promoted to assistant manager at, the, at her job, and she'd been drug free for a year and a half, which Joe took all the credit for. Sure. Um, and she could finally afford to live on her own, and she knew she had to leave this abusive race relationship. So she saved up some money, found an apartment, was ready to move in and leave him, but the apartment wouldn't be ready for a week. Oh, Jesus. It's like, this is exactly what um, Big Little Lies, this is like the plot of it. Oh, is it? <laughs> kind of. Um, no, I mean, there's one. There's one, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so he, she has him arrested for beating her at one point, and another assault conviction would violate his probation and send him to jail for 20, 10 years, and he felt he had nothing left to lose at that point. Yeah, Not that's good. never a good mm -mm. feeling. Um, she secretly, so she found her new place and she couldn't move in, so her really sweet manager, 50-year-old um, Gloria Schenk, who had also been in a bad relationship in the past, was like, come stay with myself and my husband, we'll take care of you, you shouldn't stay there. Um, so her husband, George, they're in the community of Bowley's Quarter near Middle River. Oh, Good job. she said it right. Yeah. <laughs> Three people lived there here. <laughs> it's a gorgeous little place. Mm. Uh, when he went to the, then, okay, so she's staying with them, and it's George and Gloria, which actually, I was almost named Gloria, and jo or George was going to be my, which is so creepy, right? Yeah, that's insane, I guess. So they're all at home, the three of them, they're watching, no, Texas, Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, why is that the saddest part of this I whole know. story? I was editing this, and I was like, leave that in for Karen. <laughs> Like, I knew you'd want to hear it. Joe breaks into the house. There's an unlocked back door. Mm. Lock your fucking door. Um, he, he gets in the house, and he has his gun, and he has two guns, and he says that demands Tracy to come with him. And she panics and freezes and, like, drops to the ground, and then hears a shot and looks up, and he had shot Gloria. Oh, my God. Then he shoots George. He killed them both. No way. Yeah. And then he begins his killing spree. Uh, uh. <laughs> he, he drags her barefoot by the hair into the night. Uh, she's screaming. Their neighbor, David Myers, 42, tries to stop them, and he's shot and killed, too. Mm. Um, he shoves her into his mother's van and drives off, takes her to the woods, holds a gun to the back of her head and threatens to kill her. Um, she begs him to let her live long enough to sell, tell her son she loved him. Um, but instead he describes what he's going to do to her, including blow away her arms and legs and, and keep her alive, like make her live in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? He's fucked up. Fucking fuck. Abusive. Mm. He continues to beat her until they find a camper, they go to sleep. Um, in the morning when they wake up, his anger's gone. It was like, he was one of those people that like the next minute he could be like, can I make you dinner? You know what I mean? Um, I didn't make that up, he, that was really in it. Um, and so he's not mad anymore, he wakes up, he makes a little bed under a tree, and, and she's like, let's pray, and ask God to forgive you for what you've done, and he promises, uh, he prays, and he starts crying, and he said, I brought a ring, I wanna propose to you. Joby? <laughs> not now. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a nerve-wracking time. 
That's a scary thing. Oh, that's fucked. Oh, I mean, to propose to someone. Maybe he just, ha- you know, he's nervous. She's just staring at him like, are you, are you fucking? I told you. I wanted to do this at the pier. <laughs> We were gonna do it at line in the su- at the Super Fresh or whatever it's called. <laughs> Shit, that's uh, okay. Wow. I so, mean, so I'm sorry. That <laughs> means that the ring was like in his pocket the whole fucking time. Like that was his plan. Wow. And he was like, I know this is a bad time. <laughs> really. And then he gave her a necklace with a golden baby ring on it and that he said it was intended for their first child. Oh, dude. That they were going to have. Yeah. Um, and he, he kind of knew he was going to die at the end of this whole thing, so he was like, I was going to do this, but fuck it, here you go. Tell my mom I love her. Seriously. Um, so she, conv- she plays along. She convinces him to leave the woods. Let's go so- find some food. They're drinking from a hose behind a house in Chase when the owner drove up. Um, Joe pulls out his gun, and the man fucking takes off to the street waving down cars. So he survives. She pushes uh, Trace, He pushes Tracy into the homeowner's car. Um, and then uh, at the, the evening of March 8th, um, he kills his fourth victim, Jennifer McDonald. She's 36. He later carjacks an 81-year-old woman. She's not injured. And then they go to the El Rich Motel on Pulaski Highway. Um, <laughs> Someone's just nervously laughing in the back. I know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with any of yeah, this. It's the bartender. It's his first day. And he's like, this is not what I thought. This I thought the Pixies were playing tonight. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so on, they're in the motel and on the news, they're showing pictures of the people that he had already killed. Um, Tracy's crying. He's freaking out. He says, we got to get out of here. I left the guns in the car, he realizes. So they go into the parking lot and there's a police cruiser in the parking lot. Tracy fucking breaks away, runs over to the police car and starts banging on the windows. And Heath and Joe takes off. Wait, was there a cop inside? I think so. I hope so. Okay, I do too. I assume. Yeah, okay, okay. She's banging on windows. Yeah, yeah. She somehow goes to the cop. Okay, good. Um, And so he's like freaking out, takes off. And there's some woods behind him and he fucking bolts into the woods. Tracy makes it out alive. Good, good, good. Yay. Wait. But there's still another page. Yeah, we're not. There's, uh, yeah, there's one more page. But I mean, yeah. is she alive? Tracy, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, she's alive. Okay. I think we talked about this last episode, this what happened next. Okay. Um, wait, I don't think anyone else dies. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so, because um, he like randomly left certain people alive. Like he'd carjack them. He carjacks a guy. Um, let me read it. Uh, so there's hundreds of law enforcement officers, bloodhounds, which I really want a bloodhound. Uh, no, you don't. And a robot. They like search the woods and the storm drains. Do you have a? Is uh? Is George's, George part bloodhound? She's half hound. She is hound. And she's out of her fucking mind. <laughs> I love hound. Are they crazy? They're insane. They can smell everything, oh, and they're yeah. like they're really sensitive. You have to walk them twice a day, or they just stare at you like you're killing them. <laughs> and they want to like they just want to go snuffle and shit, right? Yeah. Yes. Aww. 
And also those ones are like floppy, like if, you know, unless you love spit, I don't know, whatever your deal is. <laughs> well, that's my deal. <laughs> so it becomes Baltimore County's most extensive manhunt. Um, people are buying baseball bats and ammunition for their guns and like fucking freaking out. Because he's just loose in the city and loose. everyone knows there's someone just killing people. In the yeah, okay. loose. And then Shit. two days later, he goes to Virginia, kidnaps William Lewis Terrell and orders him to transport him back to eastern Baltimore County and then releases him unharmed. So it's this really weird, like, depending on what mood he's in that day. Or It sounds, yeah. On Friday, March 17th, so a fucking week later, you've got some man, or, like, running around your county. Can you imagine? Um, he goes to Dundalk. Dundalk? <laughs> it's, it's pronounced... <laughs> Sorry, I got that wrong. <laughs> I'm from... <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> he goes to the home of Tracy's mom now. We're with Tracy's mom. Okay. White, Mrs. Whitehead. Wait, I thought they... Who, who were the people who got shot? Those were the that Gloria was her that was her her manager her job who okay okay right and yep. her husband okay who had been in a bad relationship like stay with us for a week so Got those it. weren't her parents okay sorry for some reason people no, named George I just assume that's the dad no, I don't know why <laughs> fair enough it's a dad name yeah it is a dad name um so her so Tracy's mother she's like because remember he was like I'm gonna kill your family mm -hmm. gets to the gets to their house you'd think the cops nope I'm not gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> Lynn and her boyfriend. Uh, Andrew are there and their 12 year old son Bradley are all there Bradley like hears a knock at the door he's 12 he opens the door and is like oh I know Joe and they hadn't warned him he comes in the fucking house okay can I just say this this is what happens when anytime there's a little kid around and there's bad shit happening and the kid goes hey what's going on you go I'll tell you later I'll tell you when oh, you're yeah. older and then that used to happen to me all the time because I was the youngest so like one time my cousin Cheryl's husband was in the kitchen I was like hi what's going on where's Cheryl and then he was like oh we're getting a divorce <laughs> and I was like and it apparently had been going on for months and just and they forgot to tell me <laughs> So oh I'm on God. his side. Right now I'm really mad. <laughs> you gotta tell 12-year-old kids. You've got to. The worst thing. And that's, everyone here was told, like, I feel like all murderinos were told the thing at 12. Yeah, that's so right. So they wouldn't have answered the door. Yeah. Every single person in this room would have been like, fuck no. <laughs> Joe killed all these people. That weird guy with the pager, I never liked yeah. him. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so... 97 hours he's holding them hostage. That's over three days. <laughs> did they get a pee? Did they eat? I want to know everything. What did they do? Did it they was play inside Yahtzee? that house, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, occasionally firing shots at law enforcement who are out front watching visual guard. Um, <laughs> they got the visual on them? They got the visual. <laughs> they're visual. They're visual. They're individuals. They're individuals. <laughs> They're just being themselves out there. Yeah. This, this podcast for me is Yahtzee. I'm just making up words. Isn't that Yahtzee? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Which one? 
That's the one where you make up words with all your words. Oh, that's Scrabble. Not Scrabble. I thought you meant just like Yahtzee. Uh, <laughs> whatever oh, comes I up. I should have fucking gone with that. Full house. Yeah, always go with it. Damn always it. pretend like you meant the bullshit you just said. No, what's the one where you press the thing down and it pops and you have to... That's trouble. trouble. That's trouble. <laughs> it's hungry, hungry Boggle hippos. Boggle is a hard case. The popping one is trouble. Oh, I'll give you trouble. That was the... <laughs> uh, if you pop around the back, let the piece of you get back. Oh, I know every fucking song. Diarrhea. Were you singing the diarrhea song? singing the <laughs> trouble song in the key of, in the key diarrhea. of diarrhea. <laughs> when you're sliding in a home. <laughs> Again, bartenders are quitting in mass. They're just clocking the fuck out. out. It was garbage. They're going straight to therapy, emergency <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Me too. Three. <laughs> Let's all go. Okay, 97 hours. They're, he's, they're firing shots at each other. And then on the evening of Tuesday, March 21st, Lynn and Andrew, fucking in the most badass move in fucking hostage situation history. Uh, history. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, give him a glass of iced tea laced with fucking Xanax. How, what? Yes. Joby, I made you some special high C. So Karen, you like? I, I, I took like. Xanax one time. Have you, have you taken it, oh. right? Wait, what? <laughs> you've taken it, right? All of a sudden, I thought you said you've done heroin, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Wait. Just tell me right now. <laughs> tell me in Baltimore. <laughs> no, the answer is no, everyone. I took Xanax one time with my friend. We took Xanax and we watched the Food Network and oh. drank red wine. Amazing! Amazing! It was. Sorry, don't do drugs. It was. Amazing because I had absolutely no feeling about anything right? at all, which was simultaneously I realized how insane I was, where I was like, oh, I'm worried about many things all the time. This is, yeah, this is usually your brain. Yes. But then also that like calm waters, mm-mm, that's not for me either. Why? No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I need a little, I need a little fretting. Everyone needs a little crazy. Yes. A little bananas. Like, when, when you don't care about yeah. anything, I mean, yeah. Then you become you... Pam in uh, HR. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'll get it later. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, oh, Xanax. Yeah, the first time I took it, I was like on a way to a thing, and I was really nervous. And my friend who was driving was like, can you shut up? And like gave me one. <laughs> and then, and you know how I am in a car. I'm a fucking lunatic, stressed out asshole. I scream at everyone. <laughs> Not out, like they don't hear me. I just scream in the car. And I was in the car driving with her, and then I was like, cool because you could just like see everyone and see what they're doing and, that, and then I was like oh my god I have bad anxiety this whole time and then I knew and then I got a prescription <laughs> um. you're like goodbye caring yeah for sure Okay, so Xanax, they, it fucking knocks him out, which I'm like, how much did you give him? I bet you they were like, yeah. <laughs> get the other bottle. Um, and how much do you think he was mad at her? I'm, I'm, I'm being sexist when she was like, I'm, I got a Xanax prescription. He's like, you don't need that shit. And then she's like, aren't you fucking glad I got a Xanax? <laughs> Andrew. Um, so then Andrew's like, I'm going to peace out. 
get the cops, but he makes a lot of noise tumbling out the window in a panic, and yet it didn't wake Pelzinski. Wow. Because he was drugged like a horse. Um, Okay, they leave... They, they both leave. The parents both leave. And they leave the kid in the kitchen asleep next to Joe. Wait. Were they also on Xanax? They're like, it'll be fine. They also put the this kid to sleep. Fun. Didn't we talk about that in last episode about parents leaving their kids behind when they like... Yeah. Oh my... Yeah. I mean, okay, sleeping on the kitchen floor, they get the fuck out. They, their reasoning, which I'm sure the cops were like, uh, yeah, fucking right, is that they were like, well, we thought if he'd wake him up, he'd be like, what? Where am I? What's going on? And wake up Joe. Yeah. Because little kids can't fucking wake up silently. That's true. Um, which is like, I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> and then they'd kill them all. And it's like, well, let's just kill your kid now. So what are you doing? They thought it was best. Um, uh, they, so they got out, got the cops. The cops were like, what the fuck there's a kid alone in there <sighs> so they like just were like fuck it and burst into the house wow because they're like we're not fucking waiting for this which is awesome um, and they say that when Joe when they did that Joe sat up and reached for his weapons so they shot him 27 times oh my <laughs> And seven of those shots were straight into the beeper. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate I hate beeper so much. I don't know why. Um, oh, and he Jesus died. Christ. He died. Oh, he died. <laughs> he did die of 27 wounds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's how I'm going to end it on a positive note, because my <laughs> God. Uh, so a year later, on Tracy's 23rd birthday. So Tracy sends in okay Howard Stern is like everyone send me listeners send me your hardship stories I'm gonna pick one and you're gonna get an all expense paid trip to Vegas and you're gonna get one hand of blackjack to win it all like you're gonna I'm gonna give you this much money to put on blackjack and here's how much you can win I don't remember how much it was yeah and so she sends like well here's my fucking story I win yeah and Howard Stern was like uh-huh what? yeah you fucking win she got picked she got picked he fucking flies her out to Vegas and I remember this happening because my brother was obsessed with Howard Stern back then and we would just that's all we would listen to uh-huh. yeah um he picks her she goes there Single hand of blackjack, she wins $100,000. No! Oh my god! And that's, oh my god! That's that. And then she turns to the first scumbag she sees. Hey! <laughs> let's get married! Oh, you just ruined it. Holy shit! <laughs> Sorry. No, that's, that's that amazing. That was crazy. Yeah. Do you have a picture? Of oh, him? we have pictures. Is there a picture? I mean, there's a standoff picture. That's him. He's yeah, a dick. There he is. And then that's a standoff. Oh shit! And then the one, the first photo is is Tracy and Joe. Oh yeah, when they were hugging. Yeah, if you can go to the first photo. Okay, he can't go back. I know. He's you like, can't go nope, back. Now you okay. don't get pictures. It's fine. fine. I don't need them. I don't need them. Um, so you that, can tell we're not used to the visual component yeah. of this podcast. It's rusty, it's new, and different. So that's Joe Palzinski, a fucking killer. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's that. All right. Um, I just hit my teeth with the microphone. You did what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Let's hear it. Thank you. Yeah. That was big. That was a lot. Now I want to get Xanax. All right. (laughs) Well, my guy, uh, I mean, it's just as fucked up. In so many ways. Um, my guy is Joseph Callinger, the shoemaker. Mm. Do you know that guy? Mm-mm. All right, let me tell you 
a little bit about him. Um, he was born on December 11th, 1935, and he was almost immediately given up for adoption. The father abandoned the family. The mother couldn't handle raising a child by herself. So he gets put into a foster family. And unluckily for him, he was placed in the worst foster family possible. It was two Austrian immigrants, um, uh, Stephen and Anna Callinger, and they were both insanely abusive. Mm. So um, they did stuff like lock him in a closet, um, forcing him to kneel on rocks. They uh, starved him. They whipped him. He was beaten so severely that when he was six years old, he got a hernia, and he had to go get hernia surgery. Oh, my God. Which is insanity for uh, for a child. And while he was in the hospital, or when he came home to recover from this surgery, they told him, no, it must have been before he left, they told him the doctor was going to cut off his little bird. Um, and, and that basically when he came home, he wasn't going to have a penis. So fun times in the calendar household. Oh, no. Um, so uh, he was not on the weekends. He wasn't allowed to play. He wasn't allowed to have friends. He wasn't allowed to go outside. He had to work in the family shoe shop. Mm. Um, this was in Philly where the shoe shop was. Um, So, uh, when he was eight years old, um, his mother, he told his mother that he wanted to go to the zoo on a class trip. So, his mother hit him in the head with a hammer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, On the way home uh, that same year, on the way home from school, he is... Uh, held at knife point by three boys in the neighborhood and molested. Oh, but no. he is so afraid that he's going to get in trouble for not coming straight home after school that he doesn't tell anybody. No, of course not. Poor right. baby. Uh, but that's, can you imagine like you're, that's how horrible this family is, is that a horrible thing happens and he's like, oh no, a way worse thing will happen yeah. if I tell my fucking parents. Yeah. So super dark uh, from jump for this guy. Um, when he was 10 years old, he stole money from his parents to bribe neighborhood kids to go to the movies with him. I know. <laughs> I, I keep saying, oh, but I have a feeling he ends up killing a lot of people well, one yeah. day. Well, yeah. I mean, so I don't we're, just, feel- we're painting a picture. Okay. There's a context behind it. Okay. There's reasons for things sometimes. Get it. Um, when his parents caught him stealing money, they burned his fingers on the stove. Oh! Um, so they would burn the demon thief out of the fingers that steal. Ew. Okay. So as a teenager, he starts rebelling, of course, because he's living in hell. Um, he decides at one point that he wants to be a playwright, and somehow he convinces his parents that he um, should be get to be in a play and get to go do theater. So they actually let him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he's um, in a play, he ends up meeting a woman, a girl named Hilda Bergman. Um, and the, he's 15 years old, um, but he immediately, they start dating, they immediately start having a sexual relationship, and two years later, they get married. Wow. So, uh, I think he was 17, and she was a little bit younger than him. Um, so they end up having two children. Jesus. Yeah, but Hilda leaves him because, uh, of course, he viciously beat her. Oh. Um, so he, he, she leaves him in 1956. He has a breakdown. He ends up going to a mental hospital. 
Um, when he gets out in 1958, he almost immediately gets remarried to his second wife, Elizabeth. This was back before Tinder, so he must have been <laughs> insanely charming. Um, with Elizabeth, he has five more children. Wow, dude. Yeah. Uh, he loves fucking. Um, <laughs> It says it right here on the paper. Um, and he has taken over the family shoe shop. So the shoe shop is downstairs. They live in a tiny and squalid apart, like apartment space above um, the shoe shop. And um, he abuses his wife, of course, and his kids in the, a lot of the same ways that his foster parents abused him. Can we break the cycle? I know, and mm -hmm. not this guy. Um, so over the next 10 years, his mental state starts to deteriorate as well. So in 1958, he, um, apparently he owned a building somewhere else in town. He sets the basement of this building on fire and then collects $15,000 in wow. an insurance payout. Um, and he ends up doing that four more times over five years to this same building. So first he lights oh first he lights the basement on fire, then he goes ahead and lights the second floor on fire, gets a payout for that. I think he got $11,000 for that. Then by the time he lights the first floor on fire, the insurance company's like, I don't know. <laughs> this seems... Um, in 1959, he's committed to a mental hospital after attempting suicide. In 1972, he is arrested on child abuse charges because his, um, his daughter, who was a teenager, um, tried to run away from home, and when he caught her, he ended up branding her with an iron. Oh, shit. Yes. And so that daughter, his oldest son, Joe Jr., and um, their other, uh, I think it's their other daughter, they go to the cops, and they're like, our father is a fucking monster, and he needs to be arrested. Yeah. And they see the wounds, they, they take the kids, they listen to their um, testimony, and then they take the kids to the hospital, and they see that all the kids have like a ton of crazy, you know, proof that they've been abused, tons of um, scars mm -hmm. and broken bones that have like reset badly. It's intense. Oh, so, okay. so, um, he is found competent to stand trial, even though he was tested and he only had an IQ of 82. Holy shit. And he was also diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, so he was sentenced to 11 months in prison uh, for the child abuse, but he'd already been held um, for seven months. So he was given four months probation and released. Oh, um, no. So in 1973, those three children suddenly recant the abuse oh. charges, and they come in and they sign affidavits <gasps> with the police to say, we lied, it was never true, that he never abused us. So no. from then on, his, his record is cleared, the charges are dropped, and they, that's, it's as if it never happened. Oh my god. Yeah. So, um... In 1974, he begins hearing the voice of God speaking to him through what he described as a disembodied head named Charlie. Sure. Right? We've all had that. I mean... I see it right now. Uh, wait, what's he saying? Hey, you're God. Hell. You're God. Yeah. You're God. You're God. What are you going to do with that power? Take a nap. Oh. Probably. Really? Because we need a ton of help out here. Um, <laughs> So, 
Well, what Charlie, the disembodied head that was the voice of God, was telling Joseph Callinger was that he needed to start killing young boys and severing their penises from their bodies. Oh, no. Which, you know, in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 15. Oh, no. Or is it Ecclesiastes that says... Uh, yeah. So he enlists his 13-year-old son, Michael, to help him out. Oh. He explains what the head was telling him and what the plan is, and Michael's like, sounds great. I'm in. <laughs> Let's get this done. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, if you saw a talking head named Charlie, and you were like, that's fine. Like, I'm a little crazy. And then he was like, kill kids and take their penises. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not that cr Like, he didn't have to go along with that part. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. This is horrifying. It is. Well, it turns out, I'm, I, I'll give it away a little bit, but it turns out that there is a, um, there's a chemical yes. component to the leather treatment that they used in the shoes because he was a shoemaker. So he's down in that shoe shop. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. Just fucking sucking up those chemicals. It's like eating away yeah. his brain, essentially. I was totally thinking that, but then I was like, no, that's the, the Mad Hatters because the glue the Hatters used back then. But same diff. Same fucking diff. Same diff. Wow. It's all about ventilation, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Get a fan. Buy a fucking fan. Open the door when it's nice out. Light a fire. That's what you like to do, Joe. Uh, okay. Okay, so it starts to get bad, everybody. Um, their first victim, they find a 10-year-old boy who's playing by himself at a playground because it's 1974. Yeah. Can you imagine how bone-chilling it would be today if you drove by a playground and there was just like a little boy standing there alone? You'd you would call every authority that you could think yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, ATF, <laughs> get down here. <clears throat> okay, so this boy was named Jose Colazzo. And Joseph and Michael lure him into an abandoned factory. And there, they torture him, mm -hmm. they sever his genitals, mm. and then strangle him to death. Oh, this isn't pretty. Uh huh. Uh, so his next victim is his own son, Joe Jr. <gasps> the one he conned into the, the one. 
Yes. So Joe Jr., uh, after they reported him, it turns out Joe Jr. gets sent to, basically gets sent to juvie. And uh, one of the reasons uh, is because they found out that he was gay and he was like having an affair with an older man. So they were like, oh yeah, you, you, you're a deviant. You're yeah. the one that has to go to, you know, kids jail right. or whatever. When he gets out and comes home, Joe Sr. has taken out uh, a life insurance policy oh. on him. Yeah, always a good sign. Um, so uh, they, Michael and Joe, um, get somehow get him to go to a demolition site with them and they end up drowning him there in a puddle of water and then they just leave the body dude yeah and then joe joe senior tries to collect the insurance on his son um and the insurance company is like no fucking way and uh Joe Sr.'s like, I, I didn't do it. I mean, Michael's here. He's fine. And I also took out an insurance policy on him. Mm. And they were like, oh, that's an odd rationale. <laughs> Two months later, Michael is found wandering the streets in a daze with multiple head wounds. Uh, he's taken to the hospital, and he tells police he can't remember what happened. Oy. So... Uh, he basically tries to do the exact same thing to his accomplice yeah. who's been with him the whole time. All right, so November 22nd, um, Calendar and his son begin to break into homes. They basically start driving around the area and they start breaking into homes. And this is, apparently he tells Michael, this is, this is part of this plan. This is what God does. Um, so they go to Lindenwold, New Jersey, and they break into the home of a woman named jo, uh, Joan Cardi. They tie her to the bed and um, Joe, Joe sexually assaults her. And then two weeks later, they break into the house in Susquehanna Township and it's, they break into a house and five women are having a bridge game. Um. It is so jarring. When I read that, I was just like, no, not them, no. Before you tell me what awful thing happened to them, what if they'd been playing trouble? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. The Yahtzee. Some old ladies. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. <laughs> okay, now tell me that they all got killed. <laughs> I wanted to say that before I knew they, you were gonna. They didn't, they didn't. Whew. But they did get tied up, held hostage. They go around the house. They end up collecting $20,000 wow. worth of money, jewelry, whatever, from these ladies. And, um, and they also cut one of the women's breasts before oh. they leave. Um, yeah. So then... Um, uh, about a week later, they go to Homeland, Maryland. Homeland! And they break into the home of Pamela Jasky, and they hold her captive. They force her to perform oral sex on Joseph. Mm. And then um, uh, a couple days later, they go and they break into the home of Mary Rudolph, and they do the exact same thing to her. Okay, now, two days later, this is January 8th, 1975, um, they go, they're in 
Leonia, New Jersey. So what they did was they took the bus into New York City, then they went to Fort Lee, I think they said. Then they, then they went into, they just started going to different towns and they would walk around, Joseph Callender and his 13-year-old son, they would walk around these little towns holding hands and cuddling, is what witnesses said. They were super creepy, Ew. weird behavior. And they would walk up to uh, people's doors, knock on the door. It was like they were casing the houses. They would knock on a door and they would say, is this where the Joneses live? And then if they thought a woman was home by herself, they would force their way in. Well, you see a kid and I, 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 that would totally throw me off. Yeah, it's the perfect. Yeah. But it, at some places, um, Joe would say that they were salesmen, which is fucking hilarious. Right. Where it's like, I'm a salesman and this is a junior salesman. <laughs> we're here to sell you um, candy. Okay, so... They finally end up at the home of Edwina Romaine, and her daughter, Dee Dee, is there with Dee Dee's three-year-old son, Robert, and their, and her 90-year-old grandmother is Edwina's mother. Uh-oh. So they're, so what's happened is their, Edwina's husband, Dee Dee's father, had just had a heart attack, and he's in the hospital. Aye. So basically, um, her two younger sisters still live in the house with Edwina, the mom. So Dee Dee's there um, to help take care of the family. And... Uh, she sees Robert and Michael Callender walking down the street holding hands, being weird. And she's like, that's weird. And then she just goes do, doing laundry, and then they knock on the front door, and they say, uh, is anyone else here? And as she goes to answer, he pulls, Joseph pulls out a gun, um, and they force their way in. Wow. Um, they make her strip down, and they make her three-year-old son strip down, Aww. and they tie them to a bed. Now, um, while all this has happened, Dee Dee's middle sister, Randy, comes home, um, and then he does the same thing to her and puts her in a different room. And then their mother and their other um, sister, Retta, and their sister's boyfriend, Retta's boyfriend, Frank, they all come home. Jesus, he's like... One thing, just the doorbell keeps on ringing. Yeah. Um, they were at the hospital visiting the dad. Right. So they come home, and the same thing happened. They get tied up, um, stripped and tied up, and uh, they get tape wrapped around their head. And then Joseph and Michael start searching the house for money. Um, then there's another knock on the door, and it's their neighbor, 21-year-old Maria Fashing. And she's come over because oh, she's the nurse that's hired to take care of the 90-year-old grandmother. Um, so she comes in, Joseph forces her, strips her, and forces her and Frank, the boyfriend, to go down into the basement. Um, so uh, once they're down there, um, Basically, Joseph ties them up and then tells Maria that she has to bite Frank's penis off. (gasps) And she's like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh my God. Yeah. And um, she basically fights him, says fuck off, and he slits her throat. Yes. Um, My God. So while they're hearing, they're hearing the family upstairs is all tied up, but they're hearing, of course, horrible shit down in the basement. So the mother Edwina, like she basically like moves her legs around, gets the things off her. Or I don't think she did actually. She was still tied up. She fucking goes out the front door, crawls out the front door, and starts screaming. And yeah, and the. <laughs> 
she makes it to the neighbor's house and she's screaming going they're killing my family you know g going crazy and the neighbor's like what are you talking about so the neighbor just and then she's like cut this off my legs this whole weird thing then the lady just like leaves her there and goes and calls the police because she's like whatever's happening the police oh need to be involved God. with this because it's insane maybe she's making it up i'm gonna leave her out here i mean who knows what she's doing this for attention yeah <laughs> her arms are tied yeah. behind her back yeah. <laughs> all right so the cops come and they find everybody you know everybody all tied up and everything they go all around the house and then they realize that the people who have done this are no longer there that they've run so um when Edwina got outside and started screaming, Michael heard her and ran down to the basement and said, "Somebody's there's people who are going to be coming. We have to go. Yeah. So they run out the back door and they ran to the bus. And as they run to the bus stop, um, uh, Joseph takes off his bloody shirt and throws it in the garbage. And then they throw their weapons into the bushes. Then they get on a city bus. Like, Sit down. Topless. <laughs> Topless and sweaty. And weird, and and there's still blood bloody. on you. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely blood, and they're just like, okay, all right, yeah. we just killed three people. And just uh, an hour and a half, and we'll be home. I'll make a new plan. So. <laughs> Of course, it's a tiny town. So everybody in town's like, yes, I saw them. Yes, yeah. I saw them. Everybody, there's a woman who watched them as they stood near the garbage can, take off the shirt, watch Joseph take his shirt off and throw it away. So she was like, um, the shirt's right here. <laughs> like everybody in town's like, the gun's over here. Yeah. So, and they all saw them together um, being super fucking weird walking up and down the street all yeah. day. So there was tons of witnesses. Um, and basically what happened is there was a laundry tag in that shirt, which is hilarious. There was a laundry tag with the first three letters of his last name. Oh my yeah. God. So when the cops find that, they basically, they see the, the make, they see the laundry tag, they put it together, they end up going to the dry cleaners, and the dry cleaners um, are like, oh yeah, that's Joe Callinger's shirt, he's got the shoe shop down the street. Wow. Yeah, so um, Joseph and Michael are arrested, and once they're in custody Joe now it, this is another one where this I'm pretty sure this guy was schizophrenic and I'm sure yeah. he was insanely fucked up yeah. but once he's in police custody he just he just turns it up to 25 so he starts telling the police that he's been alive for a thousand years and mostly as a butterfly and sure dude like yeah. pick something else <laughs> that sounds crazy it's also sounds sad like I'm a beautiful butterfly <laughs> you're not actually do we have a picture of Joe Callinger I think there's oh I want to see I'm this. a butterfly oh, no. I'm a beautiful butterfly oh that's not what I was picturing I was picturing like almost like Popeye <laughs> I don't know why but it's Bluto instead it's, it's totally Bluto it's Bluto it really is oh ew oh, Joe ew ew could you can you go to the next picture because it's I think both of their yeah and that's his little son ew. Michael 13 years old uh, that's Joe without a beard I think the beard is better for him yeah I agree for the face yeah 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 uh, oh my, also, I just want to look at that kid I had that haircut for sure <laughs> Yeah, Old mop top. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very 80s. If he had hoop earrings, that's me in college. <laughs> he looks so sinister. <laughs> he looks like a little 
brat, you know? Well, well he was, I guess. This, I mean, but the sad thing is, too, is, like, it's all these kids who are just getting, like, severely abused yeah, 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 yeah. every single day. So then, you know, the monster dad is like, oh, you're my special best friend. Yeah. And so even though it's to go torture and rape and kill yeah. people, he's just like, well, I got picked. Like, yeah. it's something good. And it's like, oh, I know what happens when you say no to dad. Yes. That's not fucking fun. You get straight up killed. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so, uh, he also told the cops he was on a mission <laughs> to help people uh, whose brains were malfunctioning because they were wearing badly designed shoes. <laughs> Look at these are fucking I mean, check this shit out. right these now. Are, he I should not be wearing flats with this dress at all. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, I definitely need Joe Callender's help. Okay, so he's found guilty. He's sentenced for the lesser crimes of burglary, robbery, kidnapping. Um, he's sentenced to 30 to 80 years. And the judge who sentenced him for those crimes called him an evil man who's utterly vile and depraved. But then, then he is tried for Jose Colazzo's murder, the little boy. Mm -hmm. And on October 14th, 1976, he's found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Yay. So... It gets, it's pretty interesting when he goes to prison. Um, he attempts suicide one time by trying to light himself on fire. Uh, not the best way to go, no, that's I would not say. A, not number one in my book. No. He, but as he lit himself on fire and his, uh, also his cell oh, on you. fire, um, he also cracked an egg on his head to see if he could make it cook. What the fuck? Beautiful butterfly. What, what are, are you doing? Fuck? Yeah. And did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He made it. It was uh, <laughs> Denny's home run special. Um, some hash browns were in there. And that, now I'm like, he was a psycho. That's the fucking the butterfly thing. Fine, fair. That's just words. Yeah. But now you're getting into cooking. <laughs> Now you're getting into fucking culinary, self-culinary shit? <laughs> Get out of here. This isn't chopped. Um, uh, and he also was fighting the jail guards who were trying to save his life as he burned alive. He's, once they got into his cell, he's like, Get away from me. I like eggs. Um, <laughs> Uh, some people theorize that that was an attempt to get transferred because that was he was in the state prison yeah. to get transferred into uh, Pennsylvania's Fairview Hospital for the mentally insane. Um, the egg was a nice touch. But that's what he was doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, he got he got there. He's like eggs are fucking crazy, and yeah. you know it. This is insane. Transfer me. Yeah, we eat the we eat the embryos of another animal. What? And like, yeah, you're right. Eggs are never mind. Go ahead. He's just a really irritating vegan. It turns out. <laughs> They have feelings. Get out of here, Joe. So when he's in Fairview, he slashes the throat of a fellow inmate, but that inmate survives, so then they transfer him back to state prison. He chilled out for a little while while he was there, but um, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. Ten years later in a TV interview, um, oh, sorry, wait, he's transferred back to state prison, and on March, uh, oh no, sorry, that's the death part, so I'll say this. Ten years after he's in prison, he's in a TV interview, and these are on YouTube. I didn't watch it, <gasps> 
does. He's so fucking creepy. I, I think that, that last picture where he's old in jail. Oh, that's oh. sorry. That's Michael. That's Michael when he got arrested. Oh no. Um, but then the next one is old Joe. If you could go to the next one, look oh. at him. Oh. Knock, knock, knock. Hello. Oh my God. I'm here to sell you this knife. <laughs> So settle, settle. You're good. Ow. Um, <laughs> Why am I getting pinched? <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> I always do that if I have something like I'm excited about to tell George, I'm like, eh. <laughs> and now it was like across the room. You'll just do this at me. <laughs> like she's got something to tell me. I can tell because she'd come over here. Um, sorry, that was personal. Side. That's personal. Podcasting. Um, it's an inside joke. In this TV interview, he told the interviewer that he wanted to slaughter every single person on earth, after which he hoped to commit suicide and then become God. Uh, what about a butterfly again? <laughs> Is that what God does, Joe? Kill everybody <laughs> on earth? Yep. Uh, so he gets transferred back to state prison, and on March 26, 1996, he had a seizure and choked to death on his own vomit in the prison infirmary. Yeah? That is the proper way for that guy to die. Well, here's what I like about that, if you think about it a little bit. He's in the prison infirmary, which means there are doctors and nurses near, at least within t 10 feet of him, and he starts choking on his vomit while he has a seizure, and they're like, let's just see how this plays out. <laughs> we could tip him onto his side, but he's a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Here's what's kind of interesting as, a, as, a, as an epilogue to this. Michael was placed on probation until his 25th birthday because once he was in the system, they realized that this monster father mm. was just using and manipulating him in every possible way. Yeah. So they actually changed his name and put him into, the, into foster care and his foster family that he went to protected him. Aww. When they tried to call him for um, for one of these, like there was a bunch of um, the what do you call them after the Hearing, trial, like uh, the when they try to like a parole thing or in a when he's fighting an appeal. Thank you very much, <laughs> but please don't heckle. Um, <laughs> on the appeal, they call the foster family and they were like, "He's not going to talk to you. He's not going to talk to anybody. Don't call us anymore. Good. Like just don't. He's he's not going back there." Um, and the defense had, oh, that was the, that was my big, I, I, I did the ending in the middle, <laughs> which was the, say it again, at the end, oh, the, the substance was called Tulene, Tulene, and they were like, they, they pretty much think that he was just insane, like, he's drugs insane. He's fine now? Oh, no, not Michael. Sorry. That's the, that's the Joseph thing oh. that I said earlier. Got it, got it, got it, got it. We're got just it. stumbling to an ending now. Okay. Um, well, you can say it again. Yeah. Edit that out, Stephen. <laughs> say it a Change third time. The... Okay. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have to tell you, now I have to tell you a secret. 
it's this big secret that I'm keeping from you, which is that he was mostly a Philly murderer. So I apologize for that. But he did have the one um, in Homeland, which is close by here. But once I, I had it all finished, and then I was like, wait, fuck. <laughs> this is all Philly. And that's why we st I started looking up these other fucking crazy stories. One of which, can I just tell it really quick? Yeah. It's that, it's that one. No, I, I was asking her. It was that one. <laughs> And I think maybe you guys have heard of this, but I found it on this website, and it's basically um, that their row house, in 1999, there was the revitalization project where they were knocking down all the row houses. And um, when that happened, they started finding bodies in the basements of those rows, row houses. And the police were assuming that it was all from the drug wars, and it, it was, you know, they assumed it was all that. But then they start identifying those bodies, and um, the one thing they all have in common is they are all sex offenders, pedophiles, child uh, molesters, um, all that had served at least, for at least three uh, different um, wow. crimes, had served time in jail. And uh, there were 51 in all. And, um, and uh, they, they end up, uh, like, in 2004, pulling over a guy. Oh, so, so when they um, do the, you know, the chemical analysis or whatever, they figure out that they, had, they all had sodium pentothal mm. in their system. Mm -hmm. So the police put together that they think that the killer ambushed them, shot them with sodium pentothal, which is uh, like a, a... Xanax. Yes, exactly. But it's also a, it's a local anesthetic, and then mm. it's also a barbiturate. And then it took them into those basements, tortured them, killed them, and then and then um, cut them all up. And uh, so they pull in 2004. They pull a guy over, and that's that is a suspicious vehicle. And they find he has two suitcases filled with um, surgery equipment, power drills, sodium pentothal, knives, murder kit, a murder kit of the highest order. And so they arrest him, and uh, but then they can't uh, they can't keep him on anything because there's no proof that he's connected to anything. And he disappears, and then he goes down to Florida, and then sex offenders in Florida start disappearing. <laughs> so I'm like, this is the fucking greatest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is amazing, but I can only find it on this one website, right? <laughs> Twistedminds.com, <laughs> which is cool. It, there's a lot of good shit on there, but this it was just this one thing, and I was and the the way it's set up is the 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 guy that wrote it said, I was told this by a freelance crime reporter. Huh? <laughs> is that a thing? Um, and then it said his name, which was like Joaquin Kale something, and that person doesn't exist. <laughs> so um, ultimately, I think that may have been a creepy pasta of some kind, because I can't. Although they were finding bodies when they knocked down those road houses. There's no proof that any of that other stuff ever happened. So I couldn't, I had it, I was writing it out by hand, so stoked, and then I was like, well, this could probably be a lie. Yeah. Like, there's no way to prove it. Yeah, so it's not true. Unless someone in this audience <laughs> wants to start. Yeah. Um, do we have time for a oh, yeah. hometown? Yeah. Oh. Should we do it? Oh. It's now time for one of you to tell us your hometown wait, murder. Wait, 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 wait. Is it her? Wait, Karen, are we going to do this one? 
Oh, sorry, hold on. Wait, or should we pick someone? Both? Maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe both. All right, that let's might start with be this solution. one. Because Karen and I got backstage, there was two envelopes, and we got invited to a wedding. You guys. Someone's wedding. <laughs> and uh, she included, I can hear her freaking out, I think. She included her hometown, and I was like, oh, fuck. Let's do this one. <laughs> so, it, Grace, Douglas, are you here? There she Come is. Come here. Oh, and she's accessible. I was going to be like, if you're up there, fuck Vin off. Vince is going to walk you up. Here's the thing, go. though. I'm not going to that wedding. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is a, this is a, what's it called? And you're like, sorry, but here's a gift. Yeah, but I'm also, I'm not giving a gift. <laughs> no, this is it. Oh, this is yeah, the yeah, gift? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Grace. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Oh, we have a mic for you. Hi. Thank you for the invite. Let me get oh, you I a like microphone. your shirt. Oh, here, you get your here. own microphone. Okay. Oh Let's go stand over here in the way so you can get no. scared. Get in here. Center Ready? up. Center Ready? up. All right. Say your name and your grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was looking at your... Thanks for the wedding invitation. You're welcome. We'll take beef. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and I was reading your, your murder, and I'm like, oh, this is good. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And you didn't know about it for a while, right? I didn't. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Okay. So um, my mom was an x-ray technician. And uh, they did school a little differently back there. Uh, back then, she was at West Virginia University, and they <laughs> really they <laughs> they threw her into practicals right away. And um, this was like 1970, I believe. And there were two freshman girls that had gone missing a few weeks earlier. They um, didn't have like a transportation system at WVU into Morgantown, so hitchhiking was common. Mm -hmm. And the girls had gone in to see Oliver, I believe, and then they disappeared. Um, the musical? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought <laughs> we were supposed to know who he was. A specific person, okay. yes. Okay. Um, and my mom had switched uh, on call shifts with someone for that night. And so she was just in the on-call room, and she got paged to the morgue. Mm. And she hadn't ever been to the morgue. Um, this is her first time. She was like, this is weird. I don't know what I'm doing. She grabbed the portable x-ray machine, went down there, and there were a bunch of cops. And they told her that they had found those girls and that they needed to, the bodies were pretty decomposed, so they wanted her to x-ray for bullets. Oh. Um, so she got in there and kind of like pulled back the sheet and they had no heads. <laughs> so I mean, we knew it was going to be bad. But, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one had warned her, so she was freaking out, but she finished her job. Um, and then decided she was going to quit school, but she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she had a couple drinks after that, actually. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, she had to finish her on call shifts, so oh, she was right. kind of stuck there. Oh, so she can you imagine drinks. going back to paperwork? Yeah. Yeah. No. Do, do, do. <laughs> so the story gets weirder because they'd been looking to figure out what had happened to the girls, and they got an anonymous letter that directed them to the bodies, and that's how they actually found them. Um, and so they tried to trace back where the letter came from, and it led them to a religious cult here in Maryland um, <laughs> who had said that they held seances, which then told them who the murderers, well, gave them descriptions of the murderers what? and told them where the bodies were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they had sent, sent them another, the police another letter too before they had talked to them that told them where to find the heads, but they never found the heads. Mm -hmm. um, so that's weird. Then they actually, the police looked into this cult and they cleared them all of any Shut up. linkage to the murders. Even though they knew where the bodies were? Yeah, that's really, I, 
don't know. No. <laughs> She's really mad at you. I am. Um, I still think they had something to do with did it. Did you? They never found the killer. Well, then there was a guy who was in jail um, for something else. I think he had raped a underage girl and um, he confessed to the murders but it was like a jailhouse confession and a lot of stuff didn't add up and he gave like a very elaborate story about picking them up um, and then chopping their heads off with his brother's machete because people just have machetes and uh, (laughs) but it was his brother from the jungle Good question. Um, And then he later recanted, though, um, but he was still convicted. He appealed, was convicted again, and then he died in jail. And then since then, though, there was like one of the original detectives that worked on the case has never really given it up. And so they have reopened the case now, and it's considered an unsolved murder. Wow. Did that just happen recently? Uh, It happened a few years ago, yeah. Wow. And I looked it up because after I started listening to this, my mom had told me this just casually one day when I was in junior high. She was like, oh, yeah. When I was in the hospital, yes. hurricane, you know, there were these headless bodies. Yeah. And so I, you know, I was like, I wonder whatever happened, because as far as she knew, they never found the heads. Although, oh, the other thing, when she was working, um, especially the doctors would tease her all the time. They'd be like, hey, Joanne, they need you in the morgue. They found those, uh, they found those heads. <sighs> Inappropriate. <Fucking> doctors. <laughs> yeah. No, such dicks. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. That's, is it a called something, like the so-and-so murders? or the? Um, they call it the, the West Virginia University co-ed murders. Looking that fucking shit up. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. That was awesome. Yeah, congratulations on your wedding. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. That was good. That was good. I'll take that. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. That was nuts. Right. Shit, girl. Oh my god. Um. Do you want to? Should we do one more? Do you want to? Yeah. Pick can someone? we do one more really quick? Yeah. I looked at you. I looked right at you. So okay. come up here, but do it quickly. <laughs> I know, I don't either. <laughs> if you go over, um, like there's Vince putting his hand up in the back, look straight back. That's the tall guy. <clears throat> there's Vince back there. Oh, there's Vince. <laughs> he takes care of us. Yeah, turns out. He gets us really good Peruvian food backstage. I mean, here's the thing. When you're a nurse like or an x-ray technician, the part of your job can be just one day someone calls you and is like, go down, go down and x-ray people that don't have heads. They don't even but, add like that part in. But they don't part have it. They don't Hi. have to tell you. Hi, what's your name? Hi. No, you're not. Hi. Hi. I'm good. How are you? What's, what's your name? I'm Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Uh, Amanda's you're... here, everybody. Wait, are you Amanda? Is that you? Yes. Oh, is this the one? Oh, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. She's got That's my nuts. name. How did we know? Yes. I'm you 'Cause it was hilarious. Yes, that's right. I've been obnoxiously tweeting. I know, I I'm know. Sorry. I love it. Forgive me, it's, I don't even use it. Don't even. Okay, so um I dated a murderer. Oh yeah. <laughs> but wait, my but mom's not happy about it. <laughs> you also um, said I'm gonna wait to get blackout drunk till after your show. So, so pick okay, my murder. this is a real <laughs> life story. I love it. I know you want me to be I'm so sorry. No, no, you're we fine. Were, wait, I we, have to tell something really quickly. Uh, I told I told Georgia. There's this girl who just made the funniest joke on Twitter. And then she's like, yeah, but we just got this wedding invitation. And so, and she's like, ooh, this is a good one. So then we're, we do that. Then we're like, we have another minute. I don't know it's you. I just, I'm psychic is what I'm saying. Uh, what are the Did fucking... you see that? Okay, You're so good. 
good. Here's thank good. you, thank you, thank no, you. See that girl right there? That's yeah. my best friend. She uh, just hi. graduated college to be an RN like your mom. Nice. Oh my God. Congratulations. Her son's, this is going to be like downer than an upper real fast. Her son had cancer, kicked cancer's ass. Oh my God. Yes. Right? Don't, don't try to make Mother's me cry. Weekend. I'm sorry. Okay, tell your story. Sorry. Okay, okay, so this is um, anyone here from New York? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, girl. Okay, so <laughs> you're both going to make baseball? fun of me for this, but we bartend at an Outback Steakhouse. Nice. Yes. Fuck not make, we're not making fun okay, of that shit. Great. We love great. that place. So, um, I was also like a raging alcoholic around 18 to 21, and this guy who owned a Quiznos, thought it was cool at the time, uh, wanted to hang out with me, so we went to a waterfront bar, mm, drove yeah. myself and my cousin home, and I was like, this guy's slightly creepy, yeah. and wasn't enjoying it, and he dropped, I had him drop me off at a diner, because I was like, I don't want him to know where wow. I live, so nice I called my stepfather, smart, I thought it was real smart, it's very smart, I called my stepdad, I was like, listen, my best friend, didn't know this guy's first name, is going to drop me off this diner, will you pick me up, he was all about it. So fast forward a couple years later, a very good friend of mine who is smoking hot. Like you know, you have those friends that are just like real hot. Sure. She's so hot, <laughs> and she starts dating him, and we're like, that's not the best idea. The Quiznos really guy. The Quiznos guy. Whoa. Okay. And can't she get anybody? She's 21, okay. and everyone's like, you know what? She's real hot. He's got a lot of money. This is a good idea. <laughs> Give and she's like, money. you know yeah. what? He gives me Molly on the weekends, and I really like it. And I was like, <laughs> go for it, girl. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> then she, she told me, she was like, you know, he got real mad at me. We ordered pizza. He went to pick up the pizza, and I looked in the drawer for a pen. And when I came home, he was like, you opened the drawer. She was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I taped the drawers. I know that you opened the drawer. And she was oh, like, shit. well, that's kind of weird. This is all happening at an Outback Steakhouse. Very big news. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Did she work at the steakhouse, too? Sure did. Fuck yeah. Sure did. And, um... Way too hot to work at the steakhouse, yeah. I'll tell you that. Um, and so she, this is about a month after that, she says to me, listen, he went to a club last night, he came home the next day, and he said, you know, there's this girl that's missing, but we hung out with her all night, I want to help the cops. Uh -oh. And so she was like, yeah, that's great. And the cops want to talk to you because you used to hang out with him. And I was like, yeah, that's great. So we talked to the cops and they're like, listen, this girl's missing. Her name's Laura Garza, which was a very, very big case in New York, if anyone's heard of it. It's a really beautiful girl from Texas. Hispanic girl, she was beautiful, and her family, I'm Puerto Rican, her family is like my family. You're not you don't, Puerto Rican. I know I'm a white looking bitch, I know. <laughs> I White ass bitch. But on financial aid forms, my mama say I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yes. Damn. Yes. Shit. Steven, yes. send that to the FBI. <laughs> I don't think I'm done with college. Right? Oh, but it um, And in New York, that shit's free now. So she ends up missing. And so the state troopers come to our Outback Steakhouse. She's a hostess. I'm a server at the time. The state troopers come in. They say, listen, your boyfriend knew this girl. Can we have your cell phone? And she was like, uh, okay. But I thought he was helping you. And she's like, you know, we just need your cell phone. Fine, that's great. She gives him the cell phone. That night, she sleeps at his house. No. Okay. She sleeps at her boyfriend's house. With no cell phone? 
with no cell phone. Oh, shit, girl. And um, in the morning, he's like, my landlord's coming over, my rent is due, and my lease is up. I gotta clean everything, top to bottom. Mm. And no. I spilled a little bleach on this part of the carpet, oh. so I cut a piece out of the closet, and I'm gonna put it right here. She helped him. Oh. She goes back to work, set out back steakhouse, <laughs> and we're all there. State troopers come in, and they're like, bitch, you gotta go. And they <laughs> She's take an accomplice, they think. <laughs> well, long story short, the dead girl was in the closet. No. She slept. He was having sex with her, and she saw a picture of super hot, smoking hot Lindsay, and said, "Do you have a girlfriend?" And he said, "Yes." And she got real upset, and he strangled her. Oh my god! Put her in the closet. Got spooked. Had the girlfriend stay over. She helped him bleach the apartment. No. Not knowing okay, why. Okay, One hundred percent not knowing why. And um, it took. Okay. And I live in a pretty small hamlet. It's about an hour north of Manhattan, kind of west. But they were looking in the woods, in my woods, my parents' woods, everyone's woods. Could not find it. The mom of the girlfriend was like, "Listen, he came. He had dirt in his clothes, and he said he helped you <gasps> change your tire. I don't know if that helps you. He had dumped the body in Pennsylvania, but it took them almost a year to find it." And she, I mean, smart thinking, ended up dating a state trooper after. Nice. She did? Oh. Yeah, she did. She did. She did. Smoking hot Lindsay got, a, got herself Smoke, a cop? Yeah, he dumped her. But oh. eventually, <laughs> she's got a nice boyfriend now, but the, he Sorry, had, what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> because I'm going to start listening to it, girl. I love Karen. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But she legitimately was asleep in, in the apartment That's the entire time. That's with a body fucking oh insane. And he, in court, she had to testify against him, and he said, she saw a picture of you, <gasps> and pointed to her and said, she saw a picture of you, and freaked out, so I strangled and killed her. And you know, like, real, I mean, we're kind of in a dumb town. People aren't very educated. They were like, there's Careful. pieces of her body in the Quiznos subs. Oh my god. That Quiznos got shut down. <laughs> Say that right now. Wow. Wow. But oh. yes, our friend Lindsay did stay sexy. She did not get murdered. Thank god. But she was real upset because the family came from Texas and camped out at our Outback Steakhouse every day to ask her for what she knew. Wow. Real ox sauce. That's, that's a lot. I feel real cool Shit. touching this table. <laughs> Magic Amanda, happens. right? Yes, Karen. Amanda, that was the best hometown yeah. murder I think yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Lauren, she, that's the badass nurse mom. Grace, you were amazing. Yeah, Amanda, yes. you were, that was great. You're hilarious. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. I don't want to take this okay, from yeah. her. We'll see you later. Should we just leave? let her take this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She just keeps talking. Anyway, the other thing that happened at Outback Steakhouse, and a lot of crazy shit happens there, let me tell you. She was fucking good. She's like... <laughs> I could learn something. Here's the thing that's really irritating. Like, when I started stand-up comedy in 1990, not that many people did it, and very few people were funny, and not that many people were good at it, and now everybody's hilarious, and everyone's good at performing, and it's like the most fun thing in the world, but it took me forever to get, like, to Amanda's level, and it really pisses me <laughs> off. It really pisses me off. I am... 
100% not there yet. <laughs> like, not even. There's, we're gonna need You'll get it. there. You'll get, you know what you have to do? You have to bartend it out back steakhouse. Oh, fuck yeah. Practicing. <laughs> I'm gonna take her class. Um, you guys, this was such an amazing oh, show. We love you. Thank you so much. the whole time. <laughs> Thank you for being punk. Thank you. And stay sexy. And yeah!